You are listening to a Hillbilly Horror Stories classic episode. This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The Darkness Awaits. It's about to be a fun ride. Follow along, watch as we slide. Paranormal just hit the lights. Goosebumps all through the night. Mixing just a little bit of twain. That girl sure can't do a thing. Together, hillbillies go insane. Laugh so hard it'll hurt your brain. Podcast you won't ever change. These two here, they got the recipe. Sat on back and listen in to some of our darkest mysteries, eh? Welcome to Hillbilly Horror Stories. And now here's your host. Jerry and Tracy Polly and their dog Ninja. What are you doing here? Don't you know Jerry and Tracy live here? They're coming. They hear you. Ah, they're here. Hey guys, it's Jerry and Tracy, and welcome to episode 90. Oh my gosh. I know. 90. That's so exciting. Who'd have ever thought way back then that we'd be talking about episode 90? I don't know, but I sure glad we are. Me too. So... So, obviously, we start the show the same way every week. There's going to be a little bit of a change this week. We want to continue to give a big thank you to all of our military of and course. civil servants all over the world, no matter what country you represent. Thank Many you blessings. For what you do. Many blessings to you guys. We love you. But we're going to start adding something every week because we got a listener, a longtime listener, that sent me a message um, that said he'd been in a really dark place the last couple of months. He got lucky. He's in a different country. Um, so their, their situations are a little different as far as phone numbers and stuff, but feeling kind of suicidal, he reached out, uh, to the, uh, hotlines and stuff that, that the country that he lives in, uh, provides to them. And he said if he hadn't done that, he didn't think he'd be here today. Wow. And then, you know, obviously I'm watching the news last night and, um, are listening to the news and find out that Vern Troyer, who played many me, uh, took his own life, and it just brings it all so close to home that we've all been, you know, obviously touched or rocked our lives by suicide at one point or another uh, through somebody we're either close to or a celebrity or mm-hmm. family member. And I just thought, since we mentioned the military every week, it would also be uh, pretty nice if we could at least mention to everybody that if you feel like you're in a dark place, don't hesitate to reach out. You can reach out to us. You can send us a message. But even more importantly, here in America, they've got the Suicide National uh, Prevention Lifeline. And I want you to at least hear this number every time we come on the show. So if you need to reach out, it's there. So one 800 273 8255. And that's here in the U.S. Um, sorry that I didn't have all the numbers for all the places. 
Uh, and the good thing about here in the U.S., and most people don't know this, but this really just started taking place uh, back in March. But Congress is actually trying to get a three-digit code similar to 911. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, strictly for if you're uh, feeling suicidal yes, or you have mental they? health issues, you just have to dial the three numbers and everybody know what it is. And you don't have to Google a, a number or, or um, depend on somebody like us to give it to you. So I'm surprised hopefully that they goes hadn't through. thought of that before now. I mean, maybe it has been, and we just didn't know it. I don't know. I know uh, uh, President Trump is the one actually pushed for this because mm-hmm. of, and I think it had to do with some of the shootings and stuff, but it all it all stems from mental health issues yeah. and trying to do something to make things a little bit easier. So, right. Um, I just want to make sure that everybody out there knows that you have options. Don't ever feel like um, that it's the end of the, uh, you know, end of the rope because it's not. You always have somebody who cares about you, and you always have somebody who's willing to talk to you Absolutely. If, if you need to. Absolutely. Anytime, day or night, it doesn't matter. You have us to reach out to and a lot of other people, so just don't be afraid to do that. But I want to repeat that number one more time, 1-800-273-8255. Okay, uh, back to the regular part of the show. Uh, Bunch of nice iTunes reviews again this week. Oh, my gosh. We had so many. It was so awesome. Yep. Duke67. Bubba736, I think this is Enals88, this one looks like it's Ammo Baylor, Texas Girl JLS, Code Beer Dave, Code Beer Dave maybe gave us one of the weirdest reviews we've ever had. <laughs> it was really that. cool though. Yeah, it basically said something to the fact of... Eating peanuts, I like to eat peanuts in my Pepsi. Yeah, or something like that, but his girlfriend says that it's better than Dr. Pepper, and that was the review. <laughs> Hey, I'll try it. I like peanuts and, in my pet. And nothing else. We laughed about it. <laughs> and then uh, M Minos one zero two three. Thank you guys for those awesome yeah, thank reviews. Thank you guys. You guys are just wonderful. And remember, this is how this works. So you know, every podcast begs for reviews, and we're no different. And here's why: <laughs> because if you look at the iTunes rankings, the more one of the, one of the main things that that's based on is when people subscribe to your show. That's why I always say you hit the subscribe button. And the other thing is. Uh, new reviews. So when you get those reviews and subscriptions, you move up the rankings. And when you move up the rankings, uh, more people find the show. And that's why it's such a big deal, you know, to to do that because it helps people find the show, gets us new listeners, which eventually um, just helps us keep moving. It helps us make money off advertising when we do that because that's how we get paid is per listener, and all that comes you know into play. And then obviously the more listeners we have. Uh, the more Patreon uh, listeners we end up with, because that works on a percentage like everything else. It's usually 1% of your listeners pledge on uh, Patreon, so the more listeners you got, the more people do that. So it's a big circle. So while we're uh, transitioning into Patreon listeners, we had some cool tr- Patreons this week. Oh, did we ever. Thank you guys so, so much. Why, do you need a cigarette or... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did that sound sexy yeah, or something? It sounded, um, it sounded. Go me. All right. That's a sound I hadn't heard in this bedroom in a while. Oh, so, damn it. Let's go. <laughs> say that. Graveyard Tales. You, you guys are familiar with them. And, and thank you guys for reaching out to them. They are so excited uh-huh. to have a bunch of new listeners. And you guys have all told them where, where you came from. And uh, we appreciate it. They appreciate it. And it's really helping their show out a lot. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this name because I'm not sure, but I think it's Robert Kane, K-A-E-H-N. 
Claire Humphrey actually um, was on there last week, but she's on this week again because she raised her pledge. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. Patricia Castillo, Sam Farrell, who drove uh, like 13 hours to get to the live show last week. Mad love, Sam. And Randy, who didn't have a last last name. name. (laughs) Thank you, Randy. Thank you guys so much. Really, we really appreciate it. We yeah, that was, this was know. actually one of our best week for Patreon supporters. So and uh, tunes reviews and uh, tunes reviews. So it was. Uh, I, I'm assuming that the live show last week probably had a lot to do with it. Which this was so fun. Which brings me to uh, live shows this coming Saturday, and I really don't know why I'm telling you because it's completely sold out and has been over a month. But it's still cool to mention Louisville, Kentucky. We're doing a live show with History Goes Bump and Pleasing Terrors excited for that and then we're going on back-to-back tours of waverly hills sanatorium yeah i'm not so crazy about that yeah well it is what it is but anyway it'll be fun i can't wait to meet everybody and excited about that and we get to see uh that night our candle that brie from uh, macabre oh, melts is making my for gosh, us i cannot wait to see that she said she got uh, the smells in the other day and she said the smell is absolutely amazing oh thank you babe so and um to springboard into that in October, and we're still working on dates, but I believe it's going to be October 20th. Now we just got to find a location, which is harder than you think when you're four and a half hours away from a place. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. But um, Graveyard Tales and Macabre Melts is going to be there. So we're going to have basically a lot of fun in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, in Nashville, and that's even better. Yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. And then in uh, July, and we're still working on dates on that, but it's going to be towards the end of the month, uh, Indianapolis with Out of the Shadows with Shane Waters. Oh, great. And Justin Rimmel with Serious Circumstances. Nice. And then uh, we're still working on our Houston show, but that's looking like that's going to be April. Mm -hmm. And of course, August will be in New Orleans. So we're. Yes, man, we are busy. Busy as all get out. And you guys are responsible. What happened to our life? These. People keep listening to the damn show, and now we got to go all these places. <laughs> well, thank you, my peeps. If only I'd have just stayed with Ricky, we wouldn't have to worry about none of this. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> That's so bad. Love you, Ricky. Yeah, we love you, Rick. Is that his name? Ricky? Stop. Oh, stop. Okay. <laughs> okay, tonight's show, let's jump into this, because it's been approximately 37 minutes, and we've not said anything about the show. No way. Has it been No, it's been like 13 oh, minutes. Oh, it's been like, what the hey? But it's been enjoyable, so. It has. It has been. Okay, so tonight's show, I won't be able to post any pictures of. Why? Because there's no pictures to post. There's there's oh. nothing that we could, it's not like a haunted place oh. where you have pictures, or we're not talking about anybody famous like uh, Queen Anne Boleyn. That we can post pictures of. And and on that subject, thank you, Lacey Rowe, for bringing us the... Uh, she went to Tower of London right after we did the episode. Mm-hmm. And she brought uh, brought us back a little purse, like a little bag, that had like a necklace that Queen Anne Boleyn supposedly wore. It was like a replica look of it. And then it had a couple of things inside of like a, a bookmark from the Tower of London. Yeah, and like a little castle thing. A little, and like a little castle thing. And a thimble that was uh, made like a crown. That that was so nice of you. I can't even believe you did that. Yeah, um, she obviously knows doesn't know that I don't sew, so I won't be using the thimble. Well, that's okay because I'm keeping it all. I'm going to use it when I play Monopoly, and I'll always be the thimble, and I'll be the shit. <laughs> Thank you, honey. We appreciate that. It was a really, really nice surprise. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, it was much. really cool. All right, so the story tonight, and the reason that I don't have um, pictures, is because we're talking about changelings. Changelings. Do you have any idea what a changeling is? 
No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> well, changeling stories have actually existed for hundreds of years, uh, mainly in Europe. Ireland was uh, really well known uh, as a country that believed strongly in changeling, so they're going to factor in our stories a little bit. But there's tales from uh, all over the place, especially Europe, though. So what exactly is a changeling? Well, according to legend, a changeling is a fairy child that is exchanged for your perfectly good baby. Oh. Well, I say that, but there's also other types of changelings, and we'll kind of get into them a little bit, but we're going to focus on the fairy children today. Okay. Or changeling children, I should say. Changeling children were usually sickly, mischievous, or aggressive children. Okay. (laughs) So you could only get your baby back if you force the fairy to come back and swap your baby back. Mm. You could do this a number of different ways. Uh, One was to leave your baby out in the wilderness, such as in the woods or on the banks of a river, in the elements. Uh. Torture was another choice. (gasps) Beating the child or holding them over a flame. What the heck? We'll get into more of those methods a little bit later when we get into some of the stories. But you could also trick it uh, into revealing itself that it was a fairy and giving you its true identity. And this was usually from making it laugh. I know that sounds stupid, and it even sounds even more stupid when you hear some of the stories, but we'll get into all those a little bit later. We're just kind of breaking it down in a nutshell mm-hmm. to begin with. So that means several stories of changelings often resulted in uh, death or abuse of a child, usually infants. And there are several instances of adult changelings, like we said, um, especially in Ireland. And one of the most favorite uh, stories that people tell is about Bridget Cleary, and this is actually a true story. And her story is awesome, and if you listen to lore or watch the TV show, one of the uh, one of the episodes I did on the TV show was mm-hmm. about Bridget, and episode 11 of lore is all about changeling, so that I would advise people to listen to that. It's a lot different than what this one is. Mm-hmm. The but one on it, TV, you mean? No, I'm talking about their episode on oh, the, to on what the, ours on the is. podcast. It's oh, different. I know It's saying. a whole different thing than what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But they talk about Bridget. Uh, Cleary in that episode, and it's a it's an amazing story, but it's extremely sad to know the level that yeah people thought back then. Mm. I'm gonna cry, aren't I? Probably. Blah. But like I said, we're gonna focus on the on the infants, if, but I do advise people to go listen to episode 11 of Lore. I think it's called Black Stockings, uh, something like that. But okay, it's one of the ones the episodes that actually got me hooked on Lore. So. So the idea of changeling started as a way to explain sick or misbehaving kids, as you can imagine. Signs that your child is a changeling actually varied by country and by the legends. But we're going to talk about some of it. Now, there are several medical conditions that children would have had back then that we know a lot about these days that they didn't know a lot about then that would lead parents to believe their children would be a changeling. Um, Some of these cases would be autism, Down syndrome, um, or maybe something as simple as colic. Mm. Now, we can look today and and see all these different conditions and with medical um, science and stuff, you know, for years we've known about these conditions. But back when this took place, it was a real concern that your kid could have been swapped with a fairy. I mean, it seems ludicrous to think with that today. And, you know, everybody thinks about fairies as being... Oh, nice and cute. Yeah, Tinkerbell and stuff like that. But if you really 
dive into the fairies and there's different types of fairies some of them are like it you got nature fairies and stuff like that but fairy mounds are something all over the world that people were petrified of i mean they would constantly be going out to fairy mounds and leaving gifts and stuff like that like people leave you know uh, cookies and milk out for santa and stuff like that people would do stuff like that for out of fear i mean they would leave like food and drinks out in their house every night if they had an infant to satisfy the fairies so they wouldn't take their babies. Oh, yeah. So, and we're going to get into a little bit of that, too, but... You don't mean mounds like that movie we watched? Where they no, those call... are Indian burial mounds. That'll be oh. a future show, but we're going to oh. talk about that, especially when we do Mounds Penitentiary, and it's mm-hmm. called that because there's a bunch of mounds out in the front of that in West Virginia. Okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a cool story, too. I just didn't want to do that one so close to the Ohio State Reformatory. Yeah. So, anyway, so let's discuss the signs that your baby is a changeling, according to back then. Number one is your baby has unusual features or birthmarks. Now, these days, we know a lot more about birthmarks and uh, uh, disabilities than they did back in the changeling days. Back then, any kind of disfigurement could be a death sentence to a kid. Oh, man. Physical deformation alone, uh, alone was enough to believe a child was a changeling, and so kids who didn't look the way that their parents wanted them to look were often subjected to very cruel punishment. That's bad enough. But when you consider that these children, uh, in some cases, had illnesses like Down syndrome or spina bifida, it makes it even more horrifying to think of some of the things that these kids went through. So number two, your child has an aversion to iron. Mm-hmm. Iron has for a long time, been thought to be like an anti-magic and including for fairies. So some stories out there said that desperate parents who didn't want fairies to come in and get their kids would leave iron scissors open in the crib (gasps) to keep a fairy from coming and swapping their kids. Think about that. Oh, wow. So there there was two reasons for this. The iron would repel the, the fairy, obviously. And the scissors being open would make a cross. Now, this totally ignored the fact that a pair of open scissors uh, in a crib with an infant was well, a yeah. complete hazard. Okay. So, they are you're saying the parents would rather take that risk of the scissors being in there and the, for the baby to grab the scissors? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what they would do because it was a bigger fear of their baby. It was like the lesser of two evils. Oh, gosh. That's crazy. Here's number three. We've talked about this. Your child is left-handed. Kristen. uh, (laughs) And Alex. And Alex. So it was believed that left-handed people were said to be in cahoots with Satan, as we've discussed. Only around 10% of the population is left-handed. How many? 10%. Oh, that's interesting. So just like the disfigurement deal we talked about, being left-handed usually led to terrible consequences if you're a child, including torture, poisoning, drowning, uh, just to try to get a human back. Wow. That is insane. I know it. That that crap used to happen. Number four, you have a sudden string of bad luck. Now these kids are getting blamed for everything. Yeah. So between the changelings and negative traits and the fact that uh, parents' beloved child was swapped with a fairy. Parents also would usually run into a, a you know streak of bad luck, and the rumor was that changelings sucked good fortune from a family. 
So obviously, mm-hmm. you have bad luck and you got a newborn. And they're already starting to show, you know, other signs of being a changeling. This was like the icing on the cake and it was their fault. This made getting rid of a changeling pretty attractive. So here's number five. The baby cries all the time. Once again, that could be colic, colic or anything. Yeah. Or babies cry. That's well, yeah. what they do. Hell, Logan wouldn't even be here if that was the case. No kidding. We've all known or had babies that, that cry all the time. I mean, it's it's just the way that it is. But in changeling stories, these fairy fairies babies were always crying. Maybe because uh, they missed being home in the fairy realm or just because they were troublesome kids. Number six. Your child won't stop eating. Of course, little kids eat a lot. Mm-hmm. That's how they get bigger. The changeling, though, supposedly would eat nonstop. They can't get enough to eat. Mm-hmm. And they'll devour anything in sight, didn't matter what it is. And to go back to Bridget Cleary, that was also one of the things they used to her. Because she was sick for like three or four days and she got better. And then she went out and she was eating like a horse. And it was oh. like, oh, my God, oh. she won't quit eating. Well, yes, she hadn't eaten for like three or four days. I'm sure she's probably hungry. But little things like eating a lot or being starving was a sign of being a changeling. What what year did you say this was? Oh, this is back 15, 16, 1700s. Oh. But you're going to find it even happens later than that as we get a little deeper in. But for the most part, we're mm-hmm. dealing 15, 16, 1700, somewhere in that ballpark. So basically, people were ignorant back then. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it's the same time they're convicting people of being witches. And, yeah. You know, I mean, when you got a philosophy like with a witch of, oh, let's just go put them under the water. And uh, if they float to the top, they're a witch. And if they drown, they're, they're not. I mean, what so kind either of, way, you're dead. Yeah. What kind of philosophy is that? <laughs> it's dumb. So these kids would devour anything in sight. And this is really more of a problem because most of these people who believed this were very poor people. Mm -hmm. So the last thing you need is a hungry mouth that won't stop eating. Yeah. So in some cases, a mother would assume something was wrong with their kid just because it developed a healthy appetite. Damn. It wouldn't I mean, my house, it would have been like that. Yeah. Because... I'd always want seconds or thirds or fourths. Yeah, we, I think we'd all be in trouble. I know it. Yikes. But see, at my house, I always knew we had enough to eat because every time I'd ask for seconds, my dad said, no, you've had enough. So <laughs> he also used to say all the time when I'd say, that's not fair. He'd say, well, the only fair is the state fair and we're not going. Oh. So and he's right. We never went to the fair. Oh. So number seven, your child starts misbehaving. These kids apparently weren't allowed to have any normal child no. tendencies. No, I mean, that's like what, I mean, that's just normal. Everything that we're discussing is pretty much being a normal child. I don't know how every child wasn't listed as a, as a changeling. But in many changeling stories describe how a child would uh, have a sudden change in personality. How a well-mannered child would all of a sudden just become a terror overnight. And they would demand extra food or just misbehave um most kids misbehave from time to time, but changeling children were said to get satisfaction in the whole misfortune of others, which we know some kids like that too. I mean, I wonder, so, I mean, I don't know how, were they just babies or did they do toddlers as well? This kind of goes up through toddlers too. Okay. Cause then your mom and dad are like, don't misbehave. Oh my God. Don't misbehave. Don't eat a lot of dinner. And you really couldn't tell them the reason why. No. 
And then, uh, well, I mean, most of these cases, it was the parents making the accusations. It wasn't like they were worried about other people. Oh. But if you when you listen to the lore episode, you will find out that there are cases where some neighbors and stuff took stuff in their own hands, which I won't spoil it, but... Well, that's a good way to get back at somebody, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a very sad story about a little boy that apparently had, uh, uh, he was either missing some limbs or he mm-hmm. had, he was like paralyzed so he couldn't move. So they just assumed he was a changeling and they could, you know, work that out of him. But Aww. I won't spoil the story because it's it's horrible. But these kids, like I said, they, they seem to get satisfaction and misfortune of others. So they would purposely cause this misfortune. Now, this made the parents all the more keen to get rid of them. Just like the hungry kids. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to get into more of this towards the end, but I think there's more to this than just thinking babies are changelings. But I have a theory and we'll put it together and we'll see. Number eight, your child is unusually intelligent. Now you can't (laughs) even be smart. The most common sign of a changeling was its physical traits, obviously. But a child who learned too quickly was also another sign that they were uh, swapped for a fairy. And this wasn't usually the only sign, because usually it would be mixed with, you already had some other suspicions combined with that. So if they were smart and there wasn't any other ones, that usually wasn't uh, a reason alone to just be able to assume they were a changeling. In one story, a mother was told to listen to her children talking. If she heard the two children talking about things that they were too young to know about, they were probably fairies. Number nine, your child is aggressive or mean. Once again, most children at a certain age. Changelings have a reputation for being cruel. They'll make mean faces and taunt people for no reasons whatsoever. Like most kids do. Well, I wonder who made up this whole how they know what changelings. I mean, who who decided that? So they're just rude because they don't see the need to be polite to humans was the ask the think of it. You know, they're rude because they're fairies and they just have no respect for humans, so they don't have a need to be polite to them. And number 10, your child is unusually withdrawn. Children are expected to be playful and lively. Uh, so when one isn't, there was a cause to be concerned. Now today, we've got testing that can determine any number of illnesses such as autism uh, or Asperger syndrome or uh, being OCD. Right. But back then, Those poor babies. they would just assume that there was something wrong. Yeah. So let's hear some stories. The first one we're going to talk about takes place in Ireland. Uh, there lived a woman named Shyla. Shyla had a newborn baby that she loved more than anything in this world, as you would expect from a new mother. One Saturday morning, she noticed that her baby didn't quite look right. Her baby was fat, healthy, and happy, but this thing that was in the crib looked like a skeleton. It was ugly, had shifty eyes, not at all like her baby. And this thing never stopped crying. So Shiloh was at her wit's end. Uh, Where was her son? I mean, she was just at a loss. You know, what is this thing in the crib and why the hell won't it stop crying? So Shiloh was confused and uh, she went to her neighbor and a neighbor tried to comfort her. Mm -hmm. And she told her that the thing that was in the crib was now a changeling. And that fairies must have came and switched her baby for that one. And that's why she saw what she saw. So she sent her up the road to ask this wise woman what to do. She left her cottage. She went up to the wise woman's house and she cried the whole way there because obviously she was 
wondering why they took her baby. Were they treating her baby good? Would she ever even see her baby again? She arrives at this wise woman's house, and the woman asked her a bunch of questions. And after taking about two hours, the woman said, Yes, you have a changeling, but I'm going to tell you what to do. So she listened to the woman's direction, and she ran home. She went straight to the chicken house and gathered a dozen eggs. She got into her house. She didn't look at the uh, the changeling at all. Mm-mm. She just bypassed it. She went straight to the hearth and started up a fire. And then she put on a pot of water, and when the water was boiling, she broke the eggs, threw away the yolks, threw away the whites, but she kept the shells. Shala noticed that the changeling, for once, was quiet, grabbed her attention, and he was watching everything that she was doing. So Shala tossed the shells into the boiling water. Then the baby says, what are you doing? Now, Shala knew that her baby was definitely a changeling now because her baby wasn't old enough to talk. Oh, my gosh. She replied, well, I'm brewing, son. The changeling replied, what are you brewing in a creaky old man voice? Shala said, I'm brewing eggshells. And the changeling started laughing. He said, I've lived for 1,500 years and I've never seen someone brew eggshells. Shala jumped up, knowing this was her chance. Tried to run towards a changeling, but she slipped and fell. Oh, man. When she got up and ran to the crib, the changeling was no longer there, but her baby was there, sleeping quietly with a smile on its lips. Aww. You don't know that really happened, because it was her baby all along. Oh. But in her thoughts, Mm -hmm. that was it. And like I said, we're going to talk a little more about some of these things a little bit later, like like the whole yeah. making it laugh, because there's other aspects of it. But in most of these stories, they do something that the fairy would find so absurd that it makes them laugh. And at the point... Like the bull and the eggshells. Right. And that okay. was the whole part. And you'll find there's a bunch of different things. Like in, in the episode of Lore, they were told to take the eggshells and to bake bread in each eggshell. <laughs> like little loaves of bread yeah. in, the, in the, the eggshells and stuff like that. Just silly stuff. But and it's it all sounds so stupid when you think about yeah. it now. But mm-hmm. back then they bought into this stuff, you know. And what would happen is when you would make the the uh, changeling laugh, supposedly any number of things would happen. It would just change back like there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the other fairy would come in, like you'll hear in some of the other stories, and swap the kids in front of you. It, it, none of it makes sense. Okay, and we'll critique it all as we go. But like in this case. He said, you know, I've been around for 1,500 years. I've never seen that. In other stories, uh, they would say they're as old as whatever woods they're close to, and they've never seen anything like that before. But the whole thing is do something so silly that makes them laugh, but in most cases, it involves eggshells. Now, here's one from Sweden. So, Heidi, you like this. Every grandmother knows that a fire must not be allowed to go out where there's a child that has not been christened or baptized. So you also don't throw away the baby's bathwater. You keep it until it's been christened. I don't know what the point of that is. I have no clue. Man, that would be hard to keep that fire going that long. Yeah. Well, it depends on how quick for the baby's christened. I don't well, know. that's true. I don't know but... how long the usual protocol mm-hmm. is before it's done. But So you also have to have a steel needle or a pin attached to the baby's diaper somewhere. Mm-hmm. So those three things are a must. 
Now, if you don't take precautions and do these things, a troll can come in and take your baby. And it happens um, in a place called Betna years ago is where the story takes place. But a young peasant's wife um, named Jane, she had her first child. And the woman's mother was kind of helping her out. Now, the day before the, the baptism or the christening, she came, had to run to her house to mm-hmm. get something real quick. And while she was gone, the fire went out. Oh, my gosh. Now, nobody would have even probably noticed. But during the christening the very next day, the baby was crying like crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And after a few more weeks, the parents uh, noticed that there was a change. The baby became ugly. It cried nonstop. It would eat everything in sight. And the family being very poor was scared of literally being eaten out of house and home. Um, there was no doubt that the child was a changeling. The husband went to a wise old woman. It's a common thing. She came to the family and gave them instructions. And the mother was directed to build a fire in the oven and do this three Thursdays in a row. Put the baby on a shovel and pretend that she was about to throw it into the fire. Holy crap. She did this for the first two Thursdays. On the third night that she went to to throw the baby into the fire, a little deformed, evil-eyed woman rushed up with her natural child. And she threw it in the crib and grabbed her child, the the evil child or whatever. And she said, I've never treated your child so badly, and I've never would do it such harm as what you're proposing to do to mine. So she took the child and vanished out the front door. Wow. What if the child had rolled off the shovel? Well, oddly enough, those things have happened. And I chose to deliberately leave those stories out of here. Oh, sorry. But if you listen to lore. Oh, sorry, guys. You'll hear some horrible stories. No, I don't want to hear no horrible stories. A lot of kids did suffer horrific burns and stuff like that because she was threatening to throw it in, but there are cases where they would take the shovel and put it right over top of the fire. Oh, good Lord. And the thought process behind this was that if you put the fairy's baby in danger, that it would rush in to take the baby back to keep anything from happening. But as we've already discovered... It's not always a baby. In that in that story from Sweden, it was a fairy baby and a real baby. It was a swap for swap. Now, first of all, why they would swap their baby for your baby to begin with, I have no idea. That mm-hmm. makes no sense whatsoever. All right. In some cases, though, they said the reason they would swap it is because their kid was sick and they wanted a healthy baby. So yeah. they're giving you the sick kid. They're taking the healthy one. But in other cases, like the story before that, the fairy was 1,500 years old. So mm-hmm. that was an adult fairy. So why they're swapping an adult fairy for a baby for a you know yeah a true baby so hmm. now this is a true story from 1580 near uh, Breslin Poland there was a distinguished nobleman okay like a king somewhat and every summer he had a, a large crop of hay and what would happen is uh, his subjects were required to harvest this hay for him mm-hmm. now one year a new mother was amongst the harvesters. Now, she had only had a week to recover from the birth of her baby. Mm -hmm. She couldn't refuse to harvest, so she took the baby with her. 
She placed it on a small clump of grass. And after a while from harvesting, she came back to nurse the baby. She said it sucked the milk from her so greedily that she threw her arms up in the air and screamed because she knew there was no way this could be her baby. Oh, God. Once again, the whole, just yeah. because he was starving. I mean, she only had the kid for a week. It's not like she's really got a pattern of how hungry well, he's Well, yeah, be. she don't even know. And he's been out in the field all day long yeah, sitting on a crump, probably in the sun. He was probably thirsty. So Dumb she kept woman. the baby for several days, but the baby was so bad behaved that, that she nearly collapsed, it said. She told the story to the nobleman, and he told her that that this child is not your child. You must take it out to a meadow where you left him before and beat it hard with a switch. Oh, my gosh. Then you will witness a miracle. So she followed his advice. She went out and beat the child with a switch until it screamed loudly. Then she said the devil brought back her stolen child and said... There. You can have it. He took his own child and left. Now, that's a true story, not necessarily about the devil part. That's what she saw. But this nobleman told her to go out and beat her brand new, newborn baby with a switch. And that's what she felt the need to do. That's how superstitious people back there was. I can never imagine doing that. That's horrible. What's like I said, that seems pretty far-fetched today that someone could look at their baby and for whatever reason, not believe that that's your child. Terrible. I wouldn't even want to have a kid back then. I think I would just be like, I don't even want to take a chance. Well, changeling lore back then was was taken very seriously, especially to the superstitious people. And a lot of these people were rural, yeah. poor people. And it's just one of those things that seemed to spread a lot more, you know, I don't. I don't think it was always the case where they were poor people because obviously you had a nobleman right there who was rich. Yeah. That he obviously believed in it too because he had the directions on what to do. Now, some of these stories, like I said, they involved fairies swapping their babies for human babies. Um, but some were swapping the older sickly fairies for baby humans. Some were adults that were fairy swapped for adult humans. It, it was... A bunch of different cases of so changing. So there was no period. age limits. No, I guess then. No, and the Bridget Cleary story actually shows that. And that, like I said, that's the story of a husband who felt like his wife was a changeling. But like we talked about with the Salem witch trials, you could basically, if you wanted to get rid of somebody, mm-hmm. you could just say, "Hey, you think they're a changeling?" and Take the measures, that, and it was accepted. That's what I'm saying. It was so easy. If you had a, a, a beef with somebody, all you had to say would be that. And that's the same way as it was. And like with, with Bridget Cleary, uh, her husband, she was a very independent woman for back in the day. She had her own business. She made her own money. She didn't need him. Uh-huh. And, you know, he he took offense to, the I think, the fact that she didn't need him. And she got sick from walking in the rain. And he used that as an excuse. And when it was all said and done, he killed her. Um, and the people are what several people witnessing because she had all the symptoms yeah, of a change. And they didn't even know that the whole fact. Right. Sadly, as we discussed earlier, several children were poisoned, beaten to death, burned to death, and died from being left out in the elements. God. 
In all these cases, there was one thing in common, shared responsibility. No one took any of these drastic measures, if you listen to these stories and several other stories. Nobody took any of these measures to chase away a changeling in these drastic ways that they did it by themselves. They just never made that decision. They always got advice from somebody else before committing these heinous acts. Mm -hmm. And they obviously wanted somebody else to share, I guess, the moral responsibility of their actions. Yeah. So it, you can't just say, well, I just thought me, even so-and-so said that's what we should do. It's Yeah, but when it comes to the end of the day, it's your responsibility. Right. Now, court records between 1850 and 1900 in Germany, uh, Scandinavia, Great Britain, and Ireland show numerous court proceedings against defendants accused of torturing and murdering suspect children. So I told you earlier that as we'll find out that this was still going on up to 1900. Now, that was 1850 to 1900 when we were looking at these court records. But prior to that, religious attitudes and public opinion probably wouldn't allow for people to go to court because everybody kind of believed that same thing. So mm-hmm. they're not going to put you in court for killing something, you know, killing a baby or, or um, torturing a baby. Because everybody, because everybody, everybody kind of thought that was the deal. One exception to that was in 1690 in um, Gotland, Sweden. A man and a woman were placed on trial for murdering their then 10-year-old son. They said he was a changeling because he was a sickly child and was not growing, at least according to what their standards were. He wouldn't grow properly. So they took him out, put him on a manure pile overnight on Christmas Eve. They had hoped that the elves uh, that had made the exchange years earlier would now return for their son. Unfortunately, the child died from exposure. How and how old this child was? Ten years old. Oh, you said ten? I'm sorry. I mean, I wonder why. I mean, I wonder if he was like sickly where he really just couldn't. I would have got him off the hell up out of there. There's no telling. I mean, you're talking about 1690 and, I mean... People were sick and dying of all kinds of stuff back in the 15, 1600s. Cause well, that is so sad. That is the saddest thing I've ever heard. How you could do that to poor little babies like that. It's If you really dig into some of these stories, and I've said it a thousand times, and I know I'm being redundant and I apologize, go listen to the episode a yeah. little Because it's a lot darker than this episode. Yeah. Uh, and then just read up on it. I mean, it's just amazing how many stories. If you... This was just the changeling part. We probably need to do an, a whole other show on fairies and elementals. Uh, there's a, a good episode, you know, uh, about, uh, I can't think of her name, but The Unexplained with uh, Richard mm-hmm. McLean Smith, one of his first couple of stories. As a matter of fact, it was his first story. It had to do with the young lady and uh, a fairy mound. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, there's all kinds of stories. There's a place, I want to say it's in Ireland, where they were building a road. And they were going to have to go through what they believed was a fairy mound to build this road and like oh. get rid of this rock. And they said, hell no. Pretty much. They worked around it. That's how intimidating. And this is like literally like in the 1930s or something. Oh. I mean, I don't remember the dates yeah. on it. But I mean, this was fairly, you know, in today's age. And in other countries right now, there are still a lot of people that trolls and fairies and elementals and that there are. What is an elemental? It's. Basically the same type of thing. I mean, it's along that same line. But people believe in it still today. Man. 
See, my grandma always had me believing in stuff like that, but nothing that crazy. Like wood nymphs and, yeah, you know. Yeah, wood hear, nymphs. You know. Yeah. All those little types of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say. I can just not imagine ever having to do that. I mean, I'm sorry, but I understand that you may want to have a baby, but... If you knew there was even a chance that all that could happen and you believed in that crap, why would you even chance it? Why would you do that? Just don't have a kid. Get a puppy or some crap. Get a puppy. Well, seriously. Can you? It's just horrible. Yeah. It's a, it's a sad story when you get into the real details of yeah. how many kids were. That's really so sad. I mean, when you could think about a kid that maybe has an illness like autism or something mm-hmm. like that, that's done absolutely. None of these kids, they're babies. Yeah. They're toddlers. Yeah. They did absolutely nothing to know that. In more cases than not, it was beat them. And like you, like you said earlier, I have no idea who came up with these ideas. I mean, yeah, who the hell made the rules on that? But anyway, guys, that's the story. Sad as it is, hopefully we will be seeing a lot of you in Louisville next week. So we got to meet a lot of people last week, and a bunch of new people this week that we didn't get to meet already. And We're I'm really excited. excited. Oh. Yeah. You know what I just thought of, too? What? Yeah, it's like the beginning of Derby. Isn't that the beginning of Derby? The beginning of Derby was yesterday. I mean, no, like for real Derby. Well, it's like the next weekend. That's the next true. Saturday, I think. Yeah. It's the first Saturday of May. So we're right smack in the middle of Derby. We events. are. So if you're coming to Louisville, uh, hit us up because there's all kinds of fun stuff. If you're coming to Louisville for this event and you're going to stay, you know, longer or if you get there early Saturday... You want to go downtown on the river. There will be live bands. There will be state fair type activity. There will be all kinds chow of wagon. food trucks, chow wagon, live bands. You name it. Uh, they just had the uh, Thunder big, Over Yeah, Thunder Over Louisville last night, which is the largest firework display in North America every year. They always make sure that they're they're the top. Oh my gosh! And it is like the the city literally closes down basically. It's like two weeks of nonstop partying. Um, always has all kinds of stars that come out for the Derby, which is like May, whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you have any extra time and just want to check out some things out, please do because it is a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and uh, next week is really when a lot of the stuff down on the river starts. Yeah. So if you're going to hang around through Sunday, if you can, it's a it's a fun time down there, it especially sure if is. the weather's nice. Yes. So. Guys, we love you so much. Um, make sure if you, uh, don't have a hillbilly horror story shirt that you want to wear, we will have some for sale. We will. And we can take card or cash. We can. And if you are fans of the other shows, please and terror hillbilly, I mean, uh, uh, history goes bump mm-hmm. and you would like to wear their shirts. We're advising everybody to wear, uh, a shirt of the shows that you like. So. Yeah. And if you don't, that's okay too. But yeah, if you don't, have, yeah, but I think all all three st- uh, shows are going to have merch for sale. So if you don't have one and want to pick one up, but you can. But if you've got one, it'd be cool to see how many people uh, represent their their shows out there. Yeah, be good. Not we cannot wait to meet you guys, and you guys have a safe trip getting there, and be prepared to eat some bomb diggity food. Yeah. With that being said, and 
the event starts at four, but we're, what we're going to try to do is about the first half hour is going to give you a chance to sit down and get your food ordered, uh, meet and greet, stuff like that, just so we can all kind of get to know each other. The actual shows will probably start at about 4.30. We're going to try to get stuff wrapped up by 6.30 so we can get everybody to Waverly. Uh, it's only about 20 minutes from there, but that way we got time to hang around, take some pictures and stuff like that if we need to. I think, though, at the last one we just had, people were able to get in there early and start eating. Oh, so yeah. if you want to get in there early and go ahead and eat so that part's done, best best wings you'll ever eat. It puts oh Hooters all to their shame. Food. Oh, yeah. All their food is delicious. Oh, so. yeah. They've got, they've got fish. They've got chicken. They've got pizzas. They've got oh, yeah. sub sandwiches. It's an awesome place. Absolutely love my favorite restaurant, without a doubt. Uh-huh. So, guys, we love you. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Have a good week.